Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. And she was, you know, playing around with the bedsheets. And he was like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? But like, carry on and do what you want to the bedsheets. She then fashioned a knob out of the bedsheets. So she twisted them in such a fashion that it was like a unicorn horn. And she sh- Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like the fact that I personally, and maybe all women, before they go to sleep, have fantasies and create different scenarios in their heads. Usually about me getting married to someone that I'm not going to mention. But, you know... Like a specific person. I mean, do you have something I mean, in your mind? I do right now, but like I don't know who that person is. I'm not gonna say, obviously, because I feel like it will ruin it. Okay. Um, but sometimes I do. I mean, to, usually it's whoever the person is. I mean, it doesn't it isn't necessarily marriage all the time, but it's usually the person that I'm like, if I'm like having a thing with, I usually go to bed and be like, what am I gonna fantasize about tonight? Do you ever do that? children look like, well, you know when you kind of know that you're approaching kind of middle age, which I'm not, I'm 36, I'm, you know, definitely not middle aged yet, but I've been going to bed with the likes of Harry Styles and Matthew McConaughey, and not in the sense that I'm lying in bed wanking off to them, but the sleep <laughs> stories, the calm sleep stories. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. So, and um, there's like loads of memes <coughs> floating around Instagram and TikTok, and it's like getting ready at 18, where you're like... Um, the finger buses come and you're like yeah yeah boom, putting on your boom, boom, eyeshadow with boom. new eyebrows loving life and then you get to 25 and you're like I'm so sophisticated I've like I'm drinking red wine and then you get to 30 and you put on like you can do this you are the master of your own destiny the captain <laughs> of your own fucking ship like what happens to us when we turn 30 that we all of a sudden become nervous anxious wrecks so yes I've been going to bed with Matthew McConaughey and Harry Styles he's got like that weird not weird southern um or northern english accent that you don't really hear too much you hear your accent that's very southern and you know polished and pointed and then you've got harry styles that talks about like going off into a deep slumber and i really fucking like it i don't even know if that's mike it's potentially yorkshire but um yes i've been going to bed with those fantasies as opposed to marrying Maybe I should. Maybe I should try. I mean, it's not always getting married, but sometimes it's like. I mean, I won't go into it, but I definitely know because there's a meme that's like, I don't understand why men fall asleep so fast since someone's tweeted and man's tweeted him back, and it's like because we don't spend the we don't spend the night creating fake fantasies in our head. Oh, what woman doesn't love a fake fantasy? We've had so so many new followers um, in the last week or so and followers to Instagram and I sound like a broken record and I do not want to sound disingenuous but I am so appreciative Fiona and I are so appreciative of every single one of you that take take the time to follow us and listen in um 
to kind of summarise what we're about, what the fuck would you say, Fiona? What I'll put what I'll put what is what like the podcast. So for example, what I loved um our like best friend of the podcast, Lisa McFarland, who's a relationship coach, she gave us a shout out and I'm pretty sure that resulted in so many followers. She kind of mentioned us in the sense that we desensitize people about sex. So um if people are weird about sex or awkward about sex, mm. they should tune in to us to kind of destigmatize, desensitize, so to speak. So we offer a safe space for people to talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk about relating to sex. And by the way, we're not here talking about you should be having sex a million times a day and having a finger shoved up your arse for the fun of it. A lot of the times the sex that we talk about is the fact that we're not really having enough. A lot of us are awkward about it and experiencing issues. And that's also okay. That's also part of the sex circle. So if there's anything at all you want us us to discuss, if you want us to talk about, if you want to write in an email or a DM to us, we would love to hear from you whether it's something that's happening in your own relationship or something you're experiencing single, whatever the fuck that it is. Um, drop us a DM on Instagram and our Instagram is um, lovebites, is it? You never Why get I this never right. Lovebites, is it? <laughs> it's lovebitespodcast underscore. Fucking hell. Or um, email us, info at lovebitespodcast.com. Anything love at all, it. drop us a DM. We love love hearing from you and we're deeply appreciative of every single message of support review you name it um if you haven't left a review please do so it would mean the world to us fiona i've yes. got hay fever listener darling friend i've got hay fever so if i keep sniffing and i'm a little bit congested please bear with me it's just like irish summer times are not fun for hay fever sufferers but let me tell you something fiona i have missed this big time oh me too i really miss not having a chat with you last week i clearly find this deeply cathartic and i love chatting with you always have but i really missed you and i really missed the chat and i really missed the catch-up i really especially miss drunk you fucking melter central that you were last week or she will not be she will not be appearing anytime soon i loved her i loved her Maybe not repeating yourself 90 million times, but hey, that's oh what we God. all actually do when we're blocked. Wait, I was off my face. I mean, I, I've also I've also realised that this is very therapeutic because mm-hmm. um, my friend Jo, um, who I've mentioned before, who's the personal trainer, I was talking to, I was voice noting her about something um, and I was explaining a situation and she was like, you know what? I think that this love bites is your therapy because she was like a couple of months ago you would not have dealt with the, si- the situation that I was te- talking to her about I can't even remember what it was maybe it was about Miss Handcuffs or something no it wasn't about Miss Handcuffs I can't remember what it was maybe it was the Silver Fox something like that something where I like had taken it on board in like in a mature way and like really thought about it and was like okay this is this and I was like and she was like I really feel like it's therapy and I feel like it is every week and I think what's what the therapy has been for me is that we look at situations in an analytical sense so Mm -hmm. instead of you know a lot of the time we've been researching topics and like if you know someone comes to us with a problem we do research and we do take time and that's sometimes also why we can take a little bit longer um to come back and I have got Laura a new password so she can actually get into the emails because before she couldn't because I blocked her out of it but but and I think that's I think it was so it was so nice when she said that and I was like, oh my god, she's so right. Like I feel I feel I feel so much more in control of my okay, I'm gonna st- I hate saying this sort of thing because I feel like it really jinxes it for the future, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say it anyway. Touch wood, touching wood. I feel like I'm in so we've been doing this now for this is our 15th week of doing it, and I feel like I'm in control, more in control of situations. I also it could be a direct correlation to the fact that I have not been on a date in a really long time. Okay. So I have decided that when I, so I'm currently at my parents' house quarantining. So I got back from Santorini last night. When I get back to London, I'm going to get myself a date because I feel like, do you know what? I'm going to take all my new practices because mm-hmm. my last 
date was the silver fox. Was it? Yes, it was. So I'm going to get back on Hinge because let's let's face it, that's pretty much the only way that I'll get myself a date. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get back out there and put all the new things and all the advice that we give to everyone that we have been giving over the past couple of weeks since I decided to take myself off. And I'm going to put it into a new thing and I'm going to come back to you. Might take a while, might take a couple of weeks. So let's come back to it. Might not be next week that it's going to happen. What do you think of this plan? Do you think it's good? I think it's an awesome plan, Fiona. I think we've been on a bit of a journey with each mm. other especially we've been through a few different weeks so you're like that's how I feel that's exactly how it's gonna happen and I'm like I'm not so sure I don't know how on board you are with casual sex although <laughs> yeah. you convince yourself <laughs> yeah, I'm not. it's gonna be super casual and you're like but I mean what actually is gonna happen after why doesn't um, he like me why doesn't he love me um but I think it's awesome and the same way when you, you, you progress from your 20s to your 30s, you learn so much about yourself, you learn so much about the people around you and your own self-worth. <clears throat> the same thing goes for dating, Fiona. It's not like a linear path. There's deviations. You deviate off, deviate off the path. You learn things. You come back. You take your new experience and you move forward. I was with a couple of girlfriends yesterday. <clears throat> and they're the girls that we talk about. There are heroes of the podcast. They are you know 30s mid 30s whatever the best girls the most successful the most loveliest wonderful women and they're missing that point of the star yeah and you know god we were talking at length yesterday about how has this happened it's irrelevant how it's happened we're in this position now and we just have to do what we have to do to make it work for us and I was sitting around with a group of people and a few of them I don't know and it was the first time that they met me and I realised how overtly I speak about sex and how much it still takes people really off guard especially in Irish circles and I was yesterday um, a mix of Catholics and Protestants, Protestant Presbyterians who would be just as conservative than, than Catholics and my friend Jen mentioned something Basically, in front of my boyfriend, in front of everybody, she was like, oh, I loved um, Love Bites, that episode, when you talked about um, your first boyfriend coming in your mouth and that's why you don't ever swallow cum. And I just went, what the fuck? Because I don't think I'd ever even mentioned that story to my boyfriend. And he was like, as if he knew about it, was clearly trying to make out like he was totally cool with it. Everybody was laughing their heads off. And Jen went, Laura, I feel like... The, the podcast exposes a side of your life that I now think everybody is privy to. It was all taken in completely good humour. And then that opened the door for people to tell their stories. And this is what I mm. realised, Fiona. People are sometimes just waiting for a wee door to be opened to give people the nod that you can talk about whatever the fuck you want in our company. And we heard about... Um, there was two sexual incidents that I found particularly funny. One was a girl sorry a guy who was with I beg your pardon I'm detracting it's semantics and it's irrelevant but I want to make sure the story is right a girl was with a guy mm. who had a sexual fetish for gunge like so, funhouse gunge wait like hang on so wait like in like that like that show when we were in yes. the 90s when like they gunge wait, that, uh, yeah. what was called kaplunk or something kaplunk and it was like I've brought my uncle on the show because he makes me beans and toast. Gunge that fucker. Whatever. Like slime. Like slime. Slime. So this guy wanted what? to get big barrels of gunge and have himself submerged in it. And that's where he wanted to have sex. Right. That's <gasps> weird. But wait, Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Sorry. Can you just go back one second? He wanted okay. to do it inside the gunge. Yes, he wanted to do it enveloped in gunge, slime, lime green, luminous yellow, bright pink gunge. <laughs> and not even like, oh, I like this, the, the feeling, the viscousness. He actually loved the gunge <gasps> and was literally pumping oh, it bit... up and down his shaft. But that's a bit, it's a bit looby, isn't it? Pardon me? It's a bit looby. Yeah, but then go and get a bit thing of lube. The gunge <laughs> is something else to me. That's like, so gross. he has this weird 90s sexual like, fetish. And then the other story I find hilarious. And it's one of these stories that could easily be ur urban legend because I have heard something similar. But two people told the story. They were both 
they it was a couple both assured that it was their mutual friend that it definitely happened to and it's also a story you wouldn't necessarily make up okay. so this guy is a average looking dude not over the top and a girl hooked up with him on a night out who was a stunner like a 10 out of 10 beautiful okay. and he was like what the fuck what you doing with me but you don't ask questions you're blocked you've had a couple of blue wkds and you head on back to the the guy the house and she was you know playing around with his bed sheets and he was like oh what the fuck are you doing but like carry on and do what you want to the bed sheets she then fashioned a knob out of the bed sheets so she twisted them in such a fashion that it was like a unicorn horn and she should well shoved it up his ass i don't know how oh. you'd shove it up it should you should probably had to maneuver feed it up his arsehole right now he was going with it because you're blocked and you just do those things oh. and that was fine this this fashioned horn of Egyptian cotton bed sheet was up his anus and then she pulled it out and of course he fucking shot himself like the poor bastard we'd all do it guys I wish you could see my face I wish you could see my face the whole way through that story and we need to record this yeah well he was mortified ran to the toilet and when he he came back she was sexually luxuriating in it shall we say she was there strum strumming her oh. guitar of vagina and loving life now this if it wasn't told by two people that were like this is our mutual friend he both told us and this is not really a story you'd make up it's not like yeah i got like this girl with hot tits last night and she was giving me like a diddy wank this is quite embarrassing and I was like, you know what? I love that story because you know what that confirms to me? Women are just as freaky as men. Women have the same sexual desires of varying levels of mania or whatever. We all have those freaky kinky sides. Men, women just as much as men. I am I think horrified. women are just a, lot, a, a lot less reluctant to show it. But you know that girl? I thought fair play to her, but equally... I thought, could you not have given him a heads up beforehand and said, hey, listen, I've got this thing mm. where I love to roll up a fucking duvet and shove it up your hole. Just to put that out there. I sort of feel like if you got these kinks, it's like the girl who started talking to my friend like a baby and started saying, oh, daddy, mm. do you love me? Do you have a good day at work? Daddy, you want to suck your dick? That's fine. But <laughs> give somebody a heads up and say, hey, listen, I like to talk like a baby. Are you OK with that? You can easily do it over your glass of wine and just say, this is what I'm into. Are you a game? Are you down? If you're not, no worries. I'll save it for the next kinky kinky bastard. So anyways, that was a great conversation and it made me realise how sexually desensitised I now am. I say things that I would never have usually said beforehand and sitting with these quite conservative people from both Catholic and Presbyterian backgrounds, initially their faces are like, did she just say clitoris? Did she just say anal? And then once they see it, they're like, well, I've got this story. Because everybody's got a fucking story. You just sometimes have to say it and talk about it and get shit off your chest. But that's the thing, like, we're not here to kink shame anyone. But like we've said before why we enjoyed the story that my friend Jeremy wrote in about his story with the girl was that they had discussed previously what they liked. So it was very, it was like a safe, trusted space. Mm -hmm. And the way she had approached it was super safe because she knew that he wasn't going to be like talking to all his friends about it in a negative sense he's obviously talked to his friends about it very positively and you don't ever want to be shamed because if that had happened to that guy and he was he was shocked by it he's gonna go and shame her and there's no shame in it like okay we're saying this because we are very desensitized we're very very open people but there are a lot of unopened people that would be, I mean, don't get me wrong, my facial expression through that story was like utterly horrified, more because of the absolute balls it takes to do that. But like we said, like, come on, have the conversation. And also, if you're that, if it's that far, like, that is like, okay, the gunge thing, I'm like, you know what, I'm like, it's weird, it's weird, but it's not like, it's just, it's on a level of like, you know, being in love with the Eiffel Tower. It's like on the level of like, I don't know, like, 
you have a fetish for calculators. It's on. It's that. It's the. It's a level where it's like. It's like. It's so weird, far. but it's not it, like horrendously impactful. It's, yeah, it's not like a bit gross. Whereas the second one, the second story was a bit gross. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I completely think that. Um, but yeah, definitely, if you have those kind of things that about you, just be open about it because there will be. You might find your partner in crime through this. And you know as well, I think a lot of people initially aren't into certain things and they don't have certain kinks. But when they're with a partner who they love and trust, it can sometimes ignite something in them. Yeah, bring out the and best potentially in you. They're like, if you like it, I'll give That's, it a go. Yeah. And before they know it, it's like a mutual consensual thing and they're both adoring fingering the arse clean off each other. <laughs> I'm just using that as an example. But th- those are yeah, the things no, that I, you know, agree. don't be afraid to open up to your partner about things that you like. Maybe you like to be strangled. Maybe you like to be, I don't know, dominated or be a dominate her. Um, trust me, there is the yin to your yang out there. And if somebody isn't into that, then you know what? At least you're open and honest about it and you can move on totally. to somebody. Because otherwise you'd be wasting your time and you're going to be shamed, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because that is just the cruel world we live in. Now, we're going to talk about something that's, been, that's very important because it is a hot topic in the press. Mm-hmm. This week, Love Island has started. Now, right. you've not watched it, Laura, have you? You've not no, started I've it. I've never been a Love that's Island That's okay, person. listen... What we're not going to do in this podcast is do an episode-by-episode analysis of it. What we are going to do, maybe we'll just do it in this episode, maybe we'll do it in another episode if if something exciting comes up. But what we won't, what I won't do is go through like each character and things like that because mm-hmm. also Laurie hasn't watched it and there are a lot of people that probably haven't watched it either and it's boring and it's boring Can to I just go say through that it. I think it's full of fucking shit. In what way? What? I just find it so mindless. Um, but that's the like amazingness of Essex it. and those reality TV shows. I just hate everything about what they represent. I did watch it one year when Laura Anderson was on it because she used to mm. be my hairdresser in Dubai <clears throat> and she's the nicest girl. So then when I heard that she was on it, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it because of her. And by all accounts, that was <coughs> one of the best episodes with like Danny Dyer. and That was a great season, yeah. Sorry, that was a, a great season rather, but... Listen, I don't know. Maybe I just something in it triggers me. The fact that there's like so many beautiful girls, and I would always feel like I was like the wee dumpling in the corner that never got the boyfriend. Well, that's that that uh, that is has been a problem with it over the past, and they've had a lot of bad press that they never. You know, inclusive, they don't put anyone, it's not very inclusive. Okay. Um, you know, they've always got these girls with hot bodies and things like that. And there's a lot of racial stuff in there as well. Like, again, once again, there's only one black girl. And they put a bunch of people... And actually, you. so there was at the same Danny Dyer year, and this is a really interesting article. I will try and find it, and I'll link it in the show notes because I'm pretty sure she did the art... She wrote the article for Grazia, was Yuande, who was on the Danny Dyer season, which I think was two seasons ago. And she wrote a really interesting article about... Um, the racial aspects of Love Island because she said who so Yuande is black and she said that when you get uh, selected for the show you don't get uh, asked um what's your type um would you date outside of your would you date outside intersectionally um they don't ask any of those questions what they they ask is like you know really standard questions like you know where do you where do you come what's your name where do you come from there's nothing more than that so a lot of the time you know they're putting guys on there that maybe won't date intersectionally at all okay. am i that's the right word isn't it yeah it is and um and that's what she basically was explaining that actually a lot of the time you know they get they get a lot of you know the guys are getting a lot of shit being like you and so beautiful why isn't he going for her blah blah, blah. and she's basically saying like well maybe they just don't like they just don't want to, you know, black girls isn't isn't their type because uh-huh. for some guys it is. And she said that it's a problem within the selection process. And she there okay. should they should be more kind of in depth about asking people what their I don't want to say type. We are going to come on to that, but quote unquote type. Anyway, that's just like one thing. But what I found really interesting about this year, and it has been a running theme. 
And I'm going to say theme a lot, but it's basically been a running theme, the same themes through all seasons of Love Island from the beginning. So I'm going to say a few themes that I found this year to be really prominent um, that I have noticed in other seasons as well. And I feel like this is a issue for girls, maybe because they're a bit younger, but because the, the age range is maybe early, early 20s. When they had a 30-year-old on last season, they were like, oh my God, she's like old, but she's my age. Because um, I think Laura Anderson was one of the oldest. Laura, Laura Anderson, yeah, Laura Anderson was 28 or something. And, okay. you know, she was like way older than all the other guys. Um, so number one theme is all the girls keep saying they want the men to be mean to them. They keep saying, and this is something that they've said in other seasons as well. He's quote unquote, too nice. And one of the girls, Faye, um, said that she didn't want to couple up with this lovely guy that everyone loves because when he came down the stairs, he was too kind to her. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I was like, what a terrible message to be sending to millions of viewers. And it's not the first time that's happened. In last season, or was it, yeah, was it last season um, or the season before? can't remember which. Um, one of the girls said she didn't fancy this guy because, oh, he's just too nice. And it's like, what do you think about this, Laura? Because I think it's dreadful. But also, I kind of know what they mean. Hey, listen, I've always been a fan of the nice guy. I've never been into the the fucking dickhead or the like the bad boy <clears throat> I've never understood why you'd want to self-assassinate yourself with a fucking ball bag who is out for himself. He wants to treat you like shit. I'm sorry, but I don't get it. I never have. I'll tell you why. I understand the difference between a guy who's nice and kind and decent and then also somebody who's overly fawning, like an oleaginous guy who's like, oh, my baby, my darling, my puppy, there's a difference there's a guy that is kind and decent and a guy who is overly fawning and i don't know whether again it's this you know um this younger person early 20s mantra where like you want the bad guy and then everybody kind of just goes along with that and thinks that's what one should want and the bad guy is the badge of honor if you tame him or whatever let me tell you something a good guy with a good heart who's kind and decent would kick the fucking living shit out of a bad boy who treats a girl like an arsehole, in my opinion, any day of the week. I don't know whether that is down to people's upbringing or what they desire as sexy or what they want in a man. I'm not quite sure where it comes from. I've never researched it enough. I've never asked enough questions but I've always been floored by friends like you a lovely girl great upbringing brilliant education you name it yet you go for a guy who treats you like shit and I just don't understand so I understand so I know why I do it but it's taken me a lot of introspection over the years to understand why I go for this type of guy whereas these girls on this show are very young and they haven't got there yet so for them they they probably don't understand it so that's why they're saying these quite outlandish comments which are to me like a bit like it was a bit of a like like a bit of a moment where I was like oh that's just it was a bit jarring when she said it and I think it's for me it's because I've been I felt insecure in myself so a guy that has is seen who is seen to be quote unquote cool not by anyone but by me who like what you basically said who is then choosing me over all these other girls it make gives me a sense of validation that is why and i think that you've also you touched on it you, you basically were like it's taming someone because they're this like player bad boy you know troublemaker and you're the one that's tamed the wild beast basically aka beauty and the beast fair enough so and and you know what 
I think it's I think it's fine and I understand how it appeals to a lot of young girls. The 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 worry that I have continuously is young women project themselves as these fierce strong women. Absolutely. And we uh, you and I have both been younger women and we know that inside we are vulnerable, delicate, sensitive, scared we girls. And we're playing this big dangerous game, projecting ourselves as willing participants. And we both know that we're the ones that get fucked up in the end, get heartbroken, like find ourselves in fits of despair over this fuck boy. And the reason that I choose to abstain from those men is not because I think I'm better than them or I think I'm better than the game. I've chosen to abstain, Fiona. Because I know that my heart could not have taken the inevitable heartbreak. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I've been with a few dickheads in my time. Absolutely. I've been in relationships with good men who have displayed outlandish, dickheadish behaviour. Because that's as well perfectly normal in relationships that, that, you know, a good guy can act like a dickhead every now and again. But I just wouldn't willingly put myself in the mouth of the beast if that makes sense because I know that I wouldn't be able to handle it so you made a really interesting point because it's so it, you basically hit the nail on the head where you basically have said because the girl that I'm talking about that said that comment is the one that is basically portraying herself and showcasing herself as the tough girl she's yeah. the one that's you know she's the one that's a bit mouthy a bit gobby like says what she thinks she's a bit of a like quote yeah tough girl basically and she keeps saying this comment which I've definitely said in the past I just want a guy to put me in my place but actually at the end of the day you you don't want that at all you want someone that can basically be your equal but not basic what she's basically saying is she wants someone to dominate her but actually at the same time wouldn't want wouldn't like someone dominating her because that's not she's insecure so someone dominating her will make her feel worse about herself and that's why she's wanting this bad quote-unquote bad boy because she feels like he will quote-unquote put her in her place because she says all these you know outlandish things but actually what she probably needs is someone complete opposite which is someone hog she wants she wants someone kind and loving that can basically when she's saying harsh comments if she can to still love her anyway not to put her in her place which is quite an abusive thing to do so i saw this tiktok recently and it was how to out fuck a fuck boy and it give you it give young girls i imagine the hundred and fifty thousand likes or whatever i would imagine from girls under 25 five tips and it was like do this and then sack him off do this and then fuck this and blah 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 and i read the 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 five step guide and find it so damaging mm. and dangerous women are not wired the same way there don't get me wrong there are a few women that are and fur fucks to them and fur play the vast majority of women wear their heart on their sleeve they fall in love sorry that's my puppy in the background um we're sensitive beings and you try to project that image but you know and i know it's not real and you try to be the big girl and before you know it you're fucking heartbroken and your wee world shattered so my my one piece of advice that I give over and over again is tell the truth from the get-go be honest with who you are and what you want and the right person will come along and appreciate you and appreciate you want and they will choose to tread the path with you or they will choose to let you be and in which case your hand is free to grab some other wonderful man's. Completely. One second, I just need to shut the door. Oh, don't worry. My dog is barking and Fiona's father has just walked in as we're recording. So ever the professionals... (laughs) What did you say? I'm just saying wherever the professionals, my dog's barking and your father's just walked in the podcast. I know, I Although that, I didn't feel too disgraced because we weren't talking about dicks involved. So we were talking about something really wholesome there. So we're all good. He can't hear anyway. Cause I know, but still, it lips. felt weird to say something really dad with your lovely, with your lovely dad poking <laughs> in the head. Um, 
No, I, I am in complete agreement with you. And actually, it leads me nicely onto my second theme of the um, of the show, which is all of them want instant chemistry. They want, they keep saying um, about wanting instant chemistry and it just doesn't work like that. Yes, and I think that a lot of the time, because these people are very young, and this is what we've said multiple times, is that actually anything that gives you instant gratification is probably not good for you. So something like, I'm not, I'm keep going back to this girl, her name is Faye on the show and it's because she's the one that I feel is going to get the most hurt because she's creating, she's um, portraying herself and she's caricatured herself as the tough girl that doesn't give shits and she has basically gone for a guy that is obviously a player when she could have had someone that was loving and kind and all the things that we basically know that she needs. Um, but she, and I've totally lost my train of thought, what am I saying? Oh yeah, that's it. She, she basically wants wants this fire instant chemistry instant, from the get-go and that ain't good for you <laughs> it just isn't Listen, here's growing is better chemistry is it's real it's phenomenal phenomenal it burns the fucking loins clean off you it makes your vagina fucking pulsate the like flushes. a rhythmic heart the dry riding, the eroticism, the fucking fanny <laughs> flutters, you name it, it's there. You can absolutely, from there, grow a very healthy, loving relationship, if that's what you want. If you just want to fuck, that's also okay. But from experience, it doesn't always work like that. My boyfriend now, who I love dearly, I did not fancy him for at least five dates and I know it doesn't seem like that long but he was a slow fucking burn and I looked at him and I saw so many wonderful qualities and I knew that that attraction would kind of it, it was a bit of a slow burn and now I look back at that and think that was actually a really healthy way to start because I actually had to assess other things about him that weren't that weren't centered around sex and physical connection that in my opinion sometimes tend to really mar your judgment yeah so uh -huh. that's what she this is the the girl she's she's basically doing she's going it she's going in for this hard this chemistry she's going in for attraction over other values that okay. are much more important and unfortunately it will blow up in her face give it a couple more weeks now, along along this line, because I, I feel like I've gone hard on the the girls, is actually the men on this show have also portrayed some absolute toxic masculinity themes, let's say. One of them is paired with a really, really lovely girl. And actually, she has not displayed any signs of this quote-unquote bad boy, wanting a bad boy. She actually seems to um, really love him for his personality. They say they're very similar. They have this great connection. She really fancies him. She says she's got the feels. He, in uh, to, as an outsider, seems like he's got the same thing he then turns around to one of his friends and basically says that he feels there's something missing and his friend basically was like what do you mean and he was like I don't know I feel like there's something missing I just I don't feel like I want to rip her clothes off but she's got this cracking personality she's amazing and it goes back to basically what we're saying about the instant chemistry thing and also that men which is what I've written here men are constantly striving for perfection and always wanting more they he's basically wanting something he basically thinks there's something better out there for him whether he thinks that he's too good looking for this girl which i absolutely do not think so but whatever for those of you that are watching the show i'm obviously talking about liberty and jake but the striving for perfection and you know feeling like there's something missing aka the spark is for me a bullshit notion what do you think I think, I think that he is basically throwing a really good thing away because he basically thinks he can do better or feels there's something better because it's almost too good to be true. What do you think? So I haven't watched the show. No, but the generally the, the theme if of If I was it. Liberty and Jake, um, if I was Liberty's friend, 
She doesn't know, by the way. Pardon me? She doesn't know this yet. Okay. I don't know if I would want to be with a man that has such an overly inflated opinion of himself and him feeling like that something isn't there. Okay, listen, there's two sides to this. There has to be a spark or there at least has to be a willingness to grow the spark and to fan the flames of a spark. But I'm a big believer in from the get-go somebody getting you and wanting you and just throwing themselves into it and I truly believe that that's the way a healthy relationship begins so if I find out that my boyfriend in the beginning was like oh I'm not really so sure blah 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 I'd be really fucked off but as I said that Fiona that's what I did that's what I was doing in the beginning of my relationship with my boyfriend. I wasn't sure. And maybe I was fanning around with this spark idea. Luckily, I had a friend that reassured me that this guy is great. Just keep going for it. And sometimes in the beginning, it's it's Fiona, it's like a jump into the unknown. It's a jump, it's a jump into commitment. And it's a jump into moving forward. And that at times can be really scary for people. So I do understand why at times people drag their feet and fuck around. So I've really doubly contradicted myself there. And in the end of it, I'm not really quite sure. But I suppose if I was watching the show, I'd be able to gauge um, and understand better. Like, is he being sweet and thoughtful about it? Or is he being like, fuck or no, like there's no spark and sack her off? Do you know what, Laura? I did not expect you to say that and I am so glad you did because it has given me a totally different opinion on what I was originally thinking because obviously when you watch someone or you have had someone say to you um I don't feel a spark or something you immediately go oh what a dickhead but actually you are right it does take some time and it is okay it to to feel a, a little lot of people, it takes time. Mm, you know he's basically he's he's being absolutely lovely to her and like she doesn't have a clue but if he's having a few doubts i also think that now you've changed my opinion because at first i was like oh my god he's going to hurt her what an odd blah 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 but actually it's kind of okay to feel those things it's kind of okay to not want to rip her clothes off they've not known each other that long it's like in okay it's been a week but in the real world, let's say they'd probably be sitting at like a couple of dates. And I think that that's probably okay at this point. God, that's so interesting because I, I, I was think, all I ready think to be like people with like instant gravi- gratification, social media, like having your head turned and all this bollocks that they see online, <laughs> think that you instantly have to feel it. And that is not the case. So many healthy relationships have been born out of a slow burn from the slow burn magnificent things happen because you learn to appreciate that person on not a like a non-sexual manner to begin with Mm. then the sex the the compassion the intimacy those things grow in time so I'm a big fan of a slow burn if you can look at that person and identify a good heart a good soul somebody that aligns with you on a moral sense Okay, you have to fucking fancy them, Fiona. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade here. You can't look at him and think he looks he looks like fucking Quasimodo and your vagina shrivels up when you look at him. You at least have to appreciate his physicality and you have to not be turned by kissing him. If you think of his fingers penetrating your vagina and you actually want to cry like it's so bad, then move on. But if you look at him, you're like, you know what? He's a fucking lovely guy. He's not offensive looking he's tick 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 let's at least move forward and not dismiss him instantly give it a month give it two months and if your vagina still shrivels when you think of him then move on and pass him on to somebody else he'll appreciate him and you know what happens a lot of the time you see when you pass that guy along and they fall into the arms of another woman guess what he becomes fucking attractive girls what the fuck is that about why do we do it has that happened to you, Fiona? They're like, you're like, oh, that person's not for me. And then you see him dating a pretty girl and you're like, I think I like him again. No. Okay. Maybe just me. <laughs> no, I've, done I've that never before. had that because I feel like very strongly, I'm very black and white. Like I'm, I'm very like, 
I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to. And if I'm not attracted to you, there is nothing, there's no, there's no swaying me. That's why for me, this slow burn has been non, I've never, I've never done it because I've not been, I'm very like, it is or isn't. I've not, Mm -hmm. I just, but then this is a great, this is a great start for me because maybe I'm going to try different types because also that's that's one thing that we can end on is that and this is basically something that I really suffer from these girls keep saying oh he's not and guys both of them oh he's or she is not my typical type so therefore I'm not really going to give them the time of day and for me as a viewer I'm going oh my god come on but he's such a nice guy but I know more than anyone that I am massively guilty for going, "Mm, he's not really my vibe. If you showed me a guy that you said to me, I want to set you up with this guy, he's such a lovely guy, Um, he's this, this and this, tick, 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 and I saw a picture of him and I was like, "Mm, physically he's not really for me, I would immediately cut myself off from it and I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even go there. Do you know what we need to read next week? That amazing letter we got. Remember the one about the girl who's met that amazing guy who's so not her type? We'll read it on the next. Yeah. Do you know, I can read it now. It's, oh no, wait, no, let's read it next. Let's read it next week because we'll go into more depth because we're about to finish though. We, I think that this is a, an episode on its own, how to tell your type because we would is... love to hear from you. Have you fallen in love with somebody who was so not your type on paper? I did. And if you have, let us know, like, tell us about your experience. How did you weather the storm, so to speak? You know, how slow was that slow burn? What advice would you give to somebody that is dating somebody who's amazing but not their type? We'd love to hear from you. Info at or DM us on Instagram. I'm just very snotty all of a sudden. I think that's, that's a okay. probably a very good but, place to leave this. But... Yeah, because I, I've realised that in my life, I have two phases of types. I have one type of person that is so obvious to who it would be that literally you could pick them out in a crowd and it's usually, doesn't necessarily have to have tattoos, but probably they will. Um, really like tall, big, muscly guys. I don't like a bodybuilder type, but like a fit body, like a good, like you, they obviously go to the gym. This is why I've ended up dating a lot of personal trainers. Um, I like them ginger. Okay, that's okay. Which is really weird. Well, like de la jonge. <laughs> I was around with they my best friend just be before ginger. this podcast. And I asked her, because I knew we were going to be talking about this. And she said, as soon as I saw... Michael across the dance floor in Ollie's nightclub in Belfast. He's my type. Instantly, he appreciated that she was his type and they got married straight away, practically. And I was like to Tina, who is my type? And she went, your type is that you don't have a type. I go for tall, small, fat, thin, ginger, fucking you name it. The top to the bottom, all the way around the the globe. But one thing that she did say was you date very intelligent people and that's something I Mm. appreciate in a man somebody that's very smart for me somebody that isn't so smart I just I'm not attracted to somebody who isn't clever but in terms of physicality I have to be honest god I'll tread carefully here when I was in a unhappier stage in my relationship previous relationship I always found myself potentially fantasizing about somebody who was younger. Jerry Butler. My, he's not on younger than me. Well, he's not young. <laughs> um, my ex was a, a bit older than me. Um, he was very academic and very serious and, you know, like lawyer life. And I found myself fantasizing about being with somebody younger and somebody big, like big thighs, like a big rugby man. And my boyfriend now has that. He is a Mm. massive fucking unit. He is a brute of a man with thighs that could crack my fucking neck. But equally, he will sit in of an evening and read a book back to front about like naval history. And I'm just like, 
wet fucking dream of a man. So in terms of types, Fiona, I don't really have one. But I do think I found somebody that kind of ticks the boxes that I've never had my box box ticked before. Easy for me to say. That's so lovely though. But I think that types is such a, it's such a, um, what's, how am I trying to say this? I feel like it really pigeonholes. Yeah. It pigeonholes you because realistically what I described is my quote unquote type. But I know in me, the phase one of my quote unquote type and the guys that I'm ne- I know I'm never going to marry. Mm-hmm. The, okay, fair are, enough. Th- those are the guys I, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to end up with those guys. Those are just guys that I, I know are attractive and it's a very specific look and like, but I know that they're not, none of my boyfriends that I've had long-term relationships have had any of that that I've described. They've been the actually complete opposite. So I have this like weird interim period of when I'm single I go for that specific look and then but then I end up meeting someone that is completely completely different and I end up being with them because I know that like I could never introduce that person to my uh, to my family I know that I will I don't match up to them on a level like there's so many factors that I just wouldn't take forward but if you could pick someone out in a crowd who I find attractive that is that person and I think that going back to Love Island these girls because they're younger they haven't realized that yet Mm -hmm. they haven't realized that there are actually two types of people in your life there are people that you probably find sexually attractive and then there are people that you probably will look more in depth for future for future well we'd love to hear from you please drop oh, us please. a message I'm so before excited. I leave I just want I know we've run over as normal but we haven't spoke to each other in like at least a week so this is like a big deal for us so sorry for rambling if you are stuck for like a couple of minutes and you want to go on and uh, to watch something interesting on Instagram please do go on Lisa's Instagram and the relationship coach um let me just I think she's relationship coach and I but anyways we're going to um link her in the show notes she did a Q&A recently about the sex talk sex chat and people wrote in repeatedly about her a lot of the time I was I noticed about the lack of sex drive the lack of you know the inclination to try things new and reignite the spark she has put on her highlights on her instagram sex talk so if you want to sit down and pour yourself a glass of wine or a good cup of tea look through her stories she is so refreshing so honest she de-stigmatized desensitizes and she's amazing so anyways on that note Fiona, it was great to speak to you and also lovely listener it was lovely for you to join us and we appreciate you taking the time and we will chat to you soon and i just wanted to say that i'm not speaking in a flat tone because i don't want to speak to laura it's genuinely because i'm at my parents house so i can't be shouting about what we usually shout about (laughs) well that's and you know what it's called respect it's fine it's fine i feel like i feel like laura's two stories kind of like they helped out, so it's fine. Anyway, see you later. Keep and I will speak to you next week. I can't oh, wait. God Love bless you. you.